Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. be discussing season two episode 12 titled prisoner's dilemma holy shit holy shit this episode god it's so perfect it's so utterly magnificent and i love everything about it uh it's such a brilliant it's such a brilliantly tense hour of television that brings this Reese in prison storyline to a magnificent climax. It's it's amazing. It's such a great, such a great episode. So, as I said before, Reese is in prison. Reese has been locked up under suspicion of being man in the suit along these three other people. And now we're in the weeds where Carter has now been tasked with interrogating all of these suspects, including... Our guy. And oh my god. The. The cat and mouse game. Of Carter trying to interrogate Reese. Without actually interrogating him. And with Donnelly looking up all the information Reese says. As he says it. While Finch is trying to like craft the information immediately. Oh it's perfect. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so brilliant. Like, it's just... Every single scene in this interrogation room, it's like this ball of tension. Because it turns the entire interrogation dynamic on its head. Because usually it's just like, interrogator interrogated, a little uh, tennis game between them. But, like, now it's just like, the interrogator and interrogated are, like, completely inconsequential. And it's a game between, like, the guy behind the interrogator and the guy behind the interrogated. It's like, imagine if the... Imagine if a tennis match was happening. But the competition wasn't actually to see who wins the tennis match. The competition was actually to have two dudes on the sideline... Stare at each other real hard and go, how's this tennis match going? Over and over again. And whoever stares the hardest wins. That's this, that, that's this conflict. And it's perfect. It's, it's so, so perfect. It's so inventive in a way only a person of interest can be. And it's like just full of all this tension. And as if it's not tense enough, we also have, like, this shadowy government organization that was covering up the Alicia Corwin murder way back when. This same organization is sending their guy into Rikers to kill all the suspects in the man in the suit case. Because they don't want this man in the suit operating anymore. 
So it's Reese trying to get out of this, trying to avoid man in the suit suspicion with the help of Carter, who's interrogating him, with the help of Finch, who's creating his story on the fly. And also, this random assassin is just in the wind trying to kill all these suspects one by one. It's it's so good. We also get some great moments from Elias. Elias is in prison with Reese. And starts to, like, help him out. Starts to act as a middleman of information between Reese and Finch. Which is awesome. Uh, we get this really, like, big, white-knuckled scene where one of the other suspects is like, Okay, look, I'm done. I'm done being asked questions. You offer me immunity, I'll tell you everything you want to know. And presumably this is going to be... I will tell you who the man in the suit is. Because I know who the man in the suit is. And so we get Finch turning on the fire alarm. Carter slipping him her phone. And then once he's in the yard, Finch calling him. And going, hey, so, um, I just took all your money. I know where you live. I know everything about you. You gotta make a deal with me or the FBI. And so he ends up pointing out one of his collaborators instead of Reese. Only problem is uh, that collaborator ends up being dead via our assassin, making the whole Reese thing that much harder because Agent Idiot is convinced this is a conspiracy from China. The Alex Jones of FBI agents. He's convinced of that. And so this just makes makes it look more like that. That coincidence just makes it look, look more in that direction. And Donnelly's like, it's clearly the other guy. It's clearly Reese. Get him back in there. And Donnelly is like slowly... Zeroing in on Reese, zeroing in on Reese, zeroing in on Reese. By the way, this interrogation largely consists of Reese and Carter swapping war stories, which is so compelling. These monologues are so well delivered uh, by Jim Caviezel and Taraja P. Henson. They both do a spectacular job here. By the way, I, I totally forgot to mention, uh, Finch, going and going above and beyond with his cover identity for Reese. He has like an entire an entire business set up to say, yeah, this guy this guy's legit. <laughs> he has an entire business set up the sole purpose of which is to confirm Reese's cover identity. It's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. And then we get this moment where Donnelly goes off the deep end. Agent Idiot just completely becomes unhinged. And he's like, you know what? We're going to do one last test. I'm going to put this dude, Reese, in the yard with all the other prisoners and see what happens. Let the guards go away and basically just... Let everyone beat the shit out of him until he shows us his combat skills. 
And Carter the entire time is like, what the hell? What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Like, Carter's just standing there like, okay, you have gone too far, my dude. Like, you have gone over the edge here. It's an amazing scene. It's a really, really magnificent sequence. I love that Elias is the one to call everyone off as well. And that he, like, just does it in time. Because this government agent dude is showing up about to stab him. Showing up about to stab Reese. That would have been bad. But eventually, like, Carter just just chews out Donnelly and is like, You've gone over the edge. You've gone completely nutso. You have uh, stepped over the line. We're done with this. Carter goes in, interrogates uh, the last suspect, just ferociously, until, like, just blatantly provoking him until he just chokes her. And then she's like, that's the man in the suit. Arrest him. And she ends up getting Reese released. She ends up getting Reese out of there. Also, I really, really love that Finch was about ready to launch a full-blown escape plan. About ready to just do this whole giant cartoonish thing to get Reese out. He was in, like, full police getup. Had, like, riot control gear. Like, he was ready to go into battle. And then Carter called him and was like, yeah, it's cool. I got him out. And Finch was like, oh. Well, okay. Cool. Uh. Guess, uh. Guess I don't need this. Can I, uh. Can I get my deposit back on that? Or. On, on all this right here? Is that. We, are we in a. Are we in the. Grace period for that? Do I have my receipts? <laughs> also, because of course the numbers never stop coming. A number shows up during all of this. I love that A, the number is a subplot. The number is just an almost non-issue this episode. And B, so they have Fusco doing it all on his own. No backing from anyone else, no backing from Finch, no backing from Carter, no backing from Reese. And he ends up having to save a supermodel? And we just smash cut every once in a while to Fusco, like, just in the midst of saving this supermodel, just randomly. And, like, just randomly getting close to this supermodel. By the way... Did not know this. Apparently, this is a real supermodel who's playing herself in this episode, which just makes it funnier. <laughs> which just makes it more hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's really, really well done. They apparently get very, very close off screen. <laughs> we do not see a lot of this story, but we see enough for it to be goddamn funny. Uh, we also got a bunch of flashbacks to uh, Reese and Stanton and their time working together in the CIA. But wait a minute. Why are we seeing those flashbacks 
in this episode about Reese being in prison. Why is why is that something we got going on here? Huh. Maybe maybe it has something to do with this spectacular ending that I have yet to talk about. Okay, these last 10 minutes. Oh boy, they are something else. So, Carter and Reese meet up. And they're like, yeah, everything's cool. They have a little heart to heart about like, okay, what what amount uh, did you say that was real and all that? And then Donnelly shows up and is like, all right then. You're the man in the suit. And you're working with him. I'm arresting both of you now. And just puts them both in cuffs. And then Reese and Carter are are in the back of this dude's car. Carter's trying to defend Reese and be like, hey, dude, you got this totally wrong. This is a good man. Uh, He helps people. And Donnelly totally, like, be be an agent idiot all the way to the end. Totally going, what do you mean he helps people? Nobody helps people. They're all working for China. They're either, they're either me or they're working for China. Clearly. No one can, no one can help people. No, there are no vigilantes who use military training for good. It's all China. All of it's China. And nothing else. (laughs) You either work for the government or China. Those are the two teams. Nothing else. And Donnelly is going on this whole rant about how, like, this dude's a monster and he chose to be a monster. That's all on him. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Finch gets a new number. Gets a call on the payphone from the machine. Goes into the library. Does the whole Dewey Decimal System thing. Looks up the social. And it's Donnelly. So Finch, in a desperate move... Calls Donnelly is like, Agent Donnelly, I am the partner of the guy in your back seat. You are in danger. I have a source that tells me your life is in danger, and my source is never. <laughs> Get hit by a truck. Someone gets out of said truck. Shoots Donnelly. And then we see that it's Stanton who has officially brought herself out of the woodwork, officially made her return, her not-death known to John, and is like, hey, miss me? And then drugs him and captures him. Man. The phrase, out of the frying pan and into the fire... I feel like that was made for this exact plot point. I feel like this is the embodiment of that phrase. Like, he just got out of prison. He just got out of prison. And then gets captured by Stanton. Like, immediately. Like, without anything happening in between there. So, yeah. 
get ready for next episode, man. The next episode, it's gonna be insane. Oh, also, uh, yeah, so Donnelly is dead. R.I.P. Agent Idiot. Jesus Christ, this... He died as he lived. An absolute fucking moron. (laughs) The man is stupid. He was stupid. And he died stupid. He thought everyone worked for China. And that belief got him killed by someone who, for all we know... Is actually working for China. We don't know what Stanton's doing. For all we know, she is actually working for China. So, but at this stage of the story, we don't know. Who's working for China? Who's not? Is Root working for China? Maybe Root's working for China. Maybe, maybe Stanton's working for China. Maybe Snow's working for China. Maybe this shadowy government organization we've been seeing is working for China. Maybe the machine's working for China. Maybe I'm working for China. Man... Donnelly, his whole career at the FBI was just like pointing fingers at everyone around him and went, you're working for China. And everyone being like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Why, why do you think I'm working for China? You're working for China. And then like, I mean, broken clock once, twice, broken clock right twice a day. He would occasionally point the finger at someone who's actually working for China. And his superiors are like, good job, Donnelly. You found someone who's working for China. Are you working for China? That is not what I said. (laughs) We're going to give you a promotion anyway. (laughs) I think you're working for China. Oh, shit. Am I working for China? No. China turns to Donnelly and goes, No, Donnelly. I am your father. (laughs) The entire country of China is Donnelly's father. Oh, boy. I'm gonna miss this character. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna miss talking about this character and roasting him mercilessly. It was so fun to just rip into this asshole for being a stupid idiot. Anyway, this episode, it was real good. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show, Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the, to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. On Monday, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 13. Talk to you then.